This is Talking Animals on WMNF. I'm Duncan Strauss, and my guest today is Nordy Cohen, founder and CEO of Musylvania, a multifaceted St. Louis-based marketing agency, which also operates a record company, Rafter Records. Cohen conceived and spearhead, alongside singer-songwriter Steve McWilliams of the Nashville band The True Hearts, the collection of canine-saluting songs and musical mutt memoirs called Rock and Roll Over. It's a simple, strong concept. Invite bands and other musicians, mostly from the East Nashville music scene, unable to tour under COVID lockdown, so with extra time on their hands, to pick a breed of dog and write a song about it. What resulted is the 17-track, decidedly canine-centric, distinctive album with Cohen and McWilliams, then deciding to lend the collection an even more singular trait. To download or stream the music, they ask listeners to donate to their favorite animal shelter. So a slew of fresh dog songs that managed to help animal shelters across the country. That is what we in the cliche business call a win-win. We'll hear how this project was conceived, how it evolved, including how the participating musicians signed on, and more when I speak with Nordy Cohen in just a few moments here on Talking Animals. Also, we'll hear some of the music from uh, Rock and Roll Over, including a song presently, and at least one more during or after the time I talk with Nordy. In fact, here's Mike Younger with King of the Pack from Rock and Roll Over on Talking Animals on WMF.
was Mike Younger with a song called King of the Pack from the collection of dog songs by the collective of Nashville musicians called Rock and Roll Over. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the 17-song album helps raise funds and awareness for animal shelters countrywide. Right now, let's talk with the guy who conceived this project with a reminder that I invite you to join the conversation by calling 813-239-9663, emailing dj at wmnf.org, or texting 813-433-0885. This Nordy Cohen on Talking Animals on WNF. Good morning, Nordy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us on Talking Animals. So, although it's not, I guess, particularly germane to this conversation, I feel compelled to ask about the name of your company, Musylvania. Well, sure. Well, you know, I created the agency uh, in 2003. I was getting ready to uh, leave another uh, agency, and I thought about this con- this uh, story that had happened. Uh, came out of Rocky and Bullwinkle, where Dave Ward had actually... Uh, written into the show that Bullwinkle was from this magical place, then drove around the U.S. Uh, soliciting signatures for Mussolini to become the 52nd state. He drove onto the White House lawn in November of 62, unaware that it was the Cuban Missile Crisis, jumped out and demanded statehood for Mussolini. They pulled their guns and told him to go away, and then he had some expletives. And a publicist and a Bullwinkle character, and the three of them got in the van and drove away. And uh, when I founded my agency in 03, which I have about 50 people working there still, uh, I needed statehood, so I founded Mussolvania. Uh, so that's my story. And uh, sort of how I got into music was uh, we ended up uh, buying an old church. I have a 100-year-old church, and it has a huge choir loft. And I started putting on concerts there and then bringing in uh, musicians. And I got to know a lot of people in Nashville. And uh, felt like we needed to do something with them, you know, given the quarantine and all the things that happened to you. Yeah, well, perhaps, needless to say, as a guy hosting a show called Talking Animals, and as a fan of animation, I'm almost inherently a big Rocky and Bullwinkle fan. So any uh, references there, including very much Musylvania, is uh, right up my alley. So... So I think I did describe it as a multifaceted marketing agency, which I'm sure is an insufficient description. I guess these days, things are more about branding. Maybe you could just give us a brief overview of what day-to-day Mussolini does do. Yeah, you know, we're, we're more involved in, in uh, what we think of as two-way communication. We're trying to create connectivity with consumers and build brands and find things that people want to own about them and then create audiences and communities for, for our clients. That's kind of what we do, and uh, long-term client uh, relationships, and and that's kind of what works for us. Um, but in the same time, same token, I've been able to sort of pursue my avocation, which is music, and so I'm able to to work with these guys and, and help some folks along, and that's what we've been able to do. Well, that probably brings us right to talking a little bit about the origin of Rock and Roll Over, and of course, I'm decidedly not referring to the Kiss album of the same name. So, how did this idea first kind of come together? Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm a big fan of dogs and, and uh, was walking my dog and thinking about songs to sort of say to him just, just to kind of keep him occupied. And I know, you know, a lot of dogs like to hear their name over and over again, and I would sort of put his name into songs, and I kept running out of songs to come up with. So I, I started talking to one of the uh, one of the artists who had, been, who had played a gig with us, and I said, you know, I don't think there's a lot of dog songs. Why don't we think of some? And, and, and we started thinking about it, saying, well, maybe we could just change some existing songs. You know, maybe we could do, you know, They Call Me Bernese. And we thought about it, and we thought, well, we'd have to get the right. And uh, Steve, uh, Steve uh, McWilliams said, 
hey, you know, I could probably get some people to write some songs. I said, well, let's, let's see what happens if we try that. And uh, in May uh, this year, uh, we did, I did a 13 songwriter Zoom, which was just mind-blowing because I'm looking <laughs> at all these people on the Zoom. And they've got, like, cellos in the background and all this kind of crazy stuff. These people are so incredibly talented. Yeah. And they're just looking at me, and I said, look, you know, uh, you guys are each going to get assigned to breed. I'm going to pay you to write a song, and uh, you're going to come back to me within a short period of time, and we're going to figure out, you know, if we can use it, we'll pay you even more. And, uh, you know, one of them, uh, one of these guys says, well, whose point of view is it? The dog's point of view or the person's point of view? I said, you know what, I hadn't thought of that, but why don't you guys surprise me? Be creative. Yeah. And uh, we got we got some creative ideas back, I'll tell you that. No doubt. Yeah, well, that's one of the many things I, I love about the album Rock and Roll Over is that there are songs clearly that are just kind of tributes to dogs and the breeds apparently that they were assigned. But there's more than a few that are really first-person dog songs where you really hear the, the dogs talking. Yeah, it's, they're, they're very clever. And uh, I was just I was surprised. And, and it, sometimes uh, I would be looking at trying to fill in the blanks and talking to, I uh, really talk, talking to a doggy daycare owner that I knew, and I said, "Well, I've got a, I got a song for for this breed or that breed," and they're like, "Well, you don't have a dachshund." I'm like, "Oh, I gotta find a dachshund song." So I'd I'd call back down to Nashville and say, "Who's gonna do a dachshund song?" I'd wake up in the morning and there'd be an email and a file in my thing, and it'd be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they came up with that." So wow, just really, really a fun experience for me as well. For sure. So, Nordy, when you say, like, you called back down to Nashville when when the dachshund thing popped in your head, was it always going to be inherently Nashville singer-songwriters that were going to be involved with uh, Rock and Roll Over? Well, you know, I'm about four hours away. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, when I put this venue together, one of the thoughts that we had was that we were going to bring in emerging artists. And it was, it was a project that we'd been working on before the pandemic broke out. And, and I'd had about three concerts in, in 19 and got to know a lot of these up-and-coming uh, bands. Yeah. Um, and so with that, it's really just proximity. You know, there was one guy actually that I think was in the uh, D.C. area, but was really just friends of friends. Once I started it, it was like there was like a whole community there in East Nashville. And everyone knew each other. Uh, no one had any work, and it was just a perfect opportunity for them to be creative and, and really express something. And I think really it comes back to this the pure insight that dogs have sort of gotten us through this pandemic. I mean, that's the real story is that without being able to go on those long dog walks, I think I would go nuts, and I'm sure a lot of other people have the same problem. Yeah. Well, and again, it's fitting that uh, walking the dog has helped so many of us. I think many would agree that some of the best ideas tend to kind of formulate in your noggin while you're walking a dog. And it sounds like uh, indeed the, the idea, or at least the core idea for uh, this album happened while you were out walking your dog. Yeah, you know, people thought I was pretty crazy when I started the project. I, I can tell you, my wife did. Um, and uh, it was kind of like, what are you doing? And I'm like, don't worry, it's going to come out. And uh, so, you know, we started the project and it was we really had no idea what we were going to get. And, and once we got... The songs, they, they kind of, the, you know, the songwriter uh, sort of process is, it's really just sort of strumming and singing. And then you have to kind of figure out, okay, I, that sounds like it's going to be a complete song. But even like the guy you just played, Mike Younger, you know, he had he had LeVon Helm from the band play on his album, you know, when, when LeVon Helm was alive. Wow. 
So these guys have been around, and yeah. they, 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 they really know how to put songs together. Well, yeah, it sounds like it. If the dachshund thing, you call down, and uh, if I followed the story correctly, the next morning or thereabouts, there was a dachshund song waiting for you. So, Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's even crazier, because that song is probably one of the most creative on the album, uh, because he did it almost like an Austin Powers 60s thing yeah. called Do, Do the Dachshund. Right. You know, it was just, it was like, who, who would have thought of that? No, it's really, okay, so just to back up for a sec, so when you first told your wife about this, what part struck her that you were a bit on the nutty side here, that it was a, just an album of dog songs, that you were commissioning dog songs? What was the thing where she yeah. said, oh my God, Norty, what, you've gone around the bend this time? Yeah, well, no, exactly. It was kind of like I had this feeling that it could turn out. Um, but again, it's sort of like the the process is, well, you don't know. You can't attach financials to a creative idea right away. You have to kind of just let them percolate. And yeah. for a lot of people, they really don't go that direction in their head. And so it's hard for them to do it. But as soon as you put numbers to something, say, well, are you going to make any money out of it? It's like, I don't know. I don't think so. But I'm doing it because I think there's going to be something there. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it turned out we, you know, we, I reached out to sort of for validation. I reached out to, um, a shelter uh, that had come to us to do a, a, you know, a benefit at our place that wasn't able to do it, uh, obviously from the pandemic. And I said, Hey, what do you guys think about these dog song ideas? And even in the early stages when I was still thinking, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, in that sort of copy mode. And then uh, they said, well, they liked the idea. So that was enough for me to kind of keep going. And and then from there, it was like, well, I sort of think that these uh, shelters are going to like it. I got one shelter. She brought, she brought in 20 more shelters. And then I started doing Zoom calls with the shelters, and they were all in uh, because they loved the opportunity to reach out. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, I had a, a, a Pitbull song called Pitbull's Rock, and I was talking to one of the, you know, one of the shelter uh, sort of uh, managers slash, slash directors, and she says, "That's all I'm selling is pit bulls." So I need a song for that. Yeah. You know, and then we did we did the mud song, and this guy Steve Rempis that did the mud song, he's kind of crazy. Did kind of a Van Halen mud song. Yeah. And uh, I ended up making that into a PSA, and I had the shelter send me their their uh, you know videos and or photos. And I made them. Uh, I made them each like a thirty-second social PSA. They could push out with that that music. Yeah, no, it's so great. There's so many elements to it, and uh, and again, when you talk about seventeen tracks, so you really do cover a lot of ground where there's you know, specific breeds, which I guess was initially the the concept. But sometimes they're just kind of songs that just sing the praises of dogs generally, as as we all do and should. And uh, I definitely want to develop a little bit more about the shelter thing in a sec, but I just want to first let folks know this is Talking Animals on WMF. I'm Duncan Strauss. If you just tuned in, my guest is Norty Cohen, CEO of Moosylvania, a marketing branding agency, but really we're speaking to him today as the guy who kind of largely conceived Rock and Roll Over, a collection of 17 songs all about dogs designed to help support animal shelters nationwide. If you'd like to ask Norty a question or offer a comment or any sort of a dog song or dog comment, we're open to all of them. Please call 813-239-9663. Email DJ at WMNF.org or text 813-433-0885. So you might have said this, and I might have missed it initially, uh, Norty, but was the the breed element, like, there from the get-go? Yeah, no. So, I, you know, I kind of had thought about it from a, from a breed standpoint because one of the things that I, that I, one of the insights I was kind of working off was, 
that you know people that have specific breeds are, are fairly manic about that breed and and they kind of get to know everything about that dog and that becomes their favorite it's kind of like the way you, you know you get used to the way one car drives yeah um and so so i was kind of going with the insight that people have that so yeah we had we we signed 16 breeds we had one general stuff um but by the way it's all on just for fun.com f-u-r-r fun uh and the music's available for free download there's spotify link in there and the suggestion that you can type in your zip code to make a uh, donation to any shelter when you grab the music. Yeah, we might as well jump to the shelters now because I think uh, as we kind of bounce around a little bit, I mean, that's just, to me, such a great element about this that sounds like it was almost just like sort of running it, the idea by a shelter you were going to do something with anyway. But one of the things I really like is that if you do go to the website, which again is just for fun, but it's two R's in the fur. That's the important thing to keep in mind, justforfun.com. And so there is a page with uh, a number of shelters listed there, presented there. But the thing that I, among many, that I really loved about this is that uh, when I came to it, which was a while after it had been up and running and going, there's a way to just search for a shelter. So you could put in your own shelter that's local to you or important to you or you've adopted your animals or whatever the case may be or any combination thereof, and it comes up. I mean, that's what happened with mine, so that's what I did before I took any uh, music because I just sort of feel like that is sort of the right deal is to make some sort of donation, whatever you can swing before you download or, or grab it on Spotify or whatever, you're, however you're going to hear the music. So, yeah, I just loved it. It's really, uh, I don't know if how many shelters are involved or if there's just like now some kind of database or whatever, but it seems super comprehensive, well beyond what's uh, uh, sort of suggested even on the website. Yeah, so we, we partnered with a, a platform called Gives. And they basically track uh, the sort of uh, not-for-profit number. Uh, there's like a code number for a registered not-for-profit. So that, that allowed us to sort of get access to the database. So therefore, any, any uh, shelter would come up closest to the zip code, et cetera, of anybody that uh, was on there. So wherever you are in the country, you can donate to your local shelter. Yeah, it's so great because, I mean, it just it really feels like you're getting all this cool music. It's a bunch of great songs by, as we've established, some really notable and accomplished uh, songwriters, singer, performers. But along the way, you're helping shelters, and they always need shelter. And this is a good time of the year, I think, to either give the gift of music and or donate to shelters who are we've all been struggling with the pandemic shelter is almost the reverse situation but in some ways that's kind of doubled back a little bit they've had sort of historic numbers of adoptions because of the the lockdown but unfortunately as some of the economic crunch has hit some of those animals have had to be returned so anyways anything you can do at any point but especially now to uh to help and support a shelter is a great thing. So so when the songs first started coming in, you said, okay, well, here, let's do it by breed. And w was everybody game for that? Was there any reaction other than enthusiasm for kind of that parameter of like, hey, we're going to assign it by breeds? Well, you know, uh, some of them had dogs that they wanted to do their own breed, which you can actually almost hear it on there. Yeah. Um, uh, that they, you can tell they're singing about their own personal song. Um, and, you know, um, there's other ones that sort of took it to heart and said, well, let me do some research on it. You know, I, yeah. you, were, you were talking about uh, a Rockley song. I don't think he has a basset hound. Um, in fact, I know he's got like a, a different kind of a little uh, dog. And, uh, uh, but uh, he did the research on it. And he got sort of the, what, what do basset hounds do, et cetera, and just kind of figured it out. And, you know, and all that happened really within about a 10-day period, the writing. 
That's great. Yeah, it sounds like it was the whole thing kind of was almost sort of whirlwind in that way. Again, as the example that you that it's already kind of sticking with me, of course, is the dachshund thing, like virtually overnight, uh, apparently came together. So you have really talented people with some time on their hands because of the uh, the lockdown. And uh, so I guess this was just almost uh, destined to sort of move swiftly. Yeah, you know, um, it, it was, uh, you know, I was surprised in terms of the level of creativity. But again, what happened was, is as I thought about uh, doing like, you know, instead of doing a few like uh, pina coladas, doing a few like tidy chihuahuas, I was kind of going that direction. Yeah. And and then when I realized that all those rights and all the different, even if I did parodies, it would be a problem and I couldn't make videos with it because I wouldn't have sync rights. And once I realized, well, I really just need my own stuff, that's going to be, that's going to work. What I was shocked by was when Steve suggested, hey, these guys can write songs and they're going to do it for you really quickly. And it's like, well, give it a shot. I had no idea. And I almost wish I would have recorded that original Zoom because looking at those 13 guys looking back and, and girls looking back at me, it was just kind of fun to watch just the whole thing. Yeah. And not every Zoom has a cello involved either. So that's yeah. an important yeah. distinction. Kind yeah. Of crazy. Yeah. What is he doing with that thing? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, if, I mean, if I were a songwriter, and believe me, no one's ever thought of me in those terms, but I might hesitate, if not bonk, if I had to write a song about my Labrador retriever, who happens to be named Daisy, largely because Amy Mann, just coincidentally, has already written a great song about a Labrador named Daisy. Yet, nonetheless, there's, I think, two Retriever songs, not both uh, Labrador Retrievers, but two Retriever songs on this thing that are both wonderful. Yeah, you know, that was the only duplicate we had, and I just didn't have the heart to say I didn't need a duplicate. Yeah. And I kind of let each of the artists do their own style of music. Yeah. Because I wanted it to almost be a sampler for them, so they could have some way of getting their name out. So I included on the website sort of their bios, how to find their other songs and music, who they are, et cetera. So I let them all do their own style. And those two those two uh, Retriever songs were so different that we left them both on there. For sure. Yeah. And again, it's just the, it's hard to emphasize, but I hope people as they're listening are, are going to, again, the website Just For Fun, again, two R's in the fur, justforfun.com, and checking out the uh, information and the, the track listing and, uh, and making... Um, donation to, to your local shelter and then starting to hear the music uh, hopefully not at the exact moment that Nordy and I are talking but shortly thereafter perhaps but uh, but it's because yeah, it's just a huge variety of music and a lot of different breeds and then again some tracks really just are kind of seem to me more devoted to just again kind of singing the praises of, of dogs as just great things to have regardless of their breed so uh, I think King of the Pack sort of that I played a moment ago thinking Dog by Your Side yeah, you, you, and you get that from you get that from that's my retriever too. Just that you yeah. know, no one could have told me that like you know you'd be by my side, you know. And it's basically that's you know Bob Lewis is singing to his dog, you know. And um, it's it's just they they just captured the feeling from all different angles, which was I think the other part of the fun of it. For sure. Well, also let's maybe maybe we'll hear another song now, which is again on the other hand one of the songs that's from the dogs point of view i'm thinking of so this is actually sort of a, a quintessential one from the vantage point of a dog uh that's home alone missing his or her owner and kind of expressing what that's like so this is woo all day by brett ryan stewart and Arakli gabriel on talking animals on wmnf
a cat I'll chase Even though I'll never catch him You won't see me look disgraced It's cool, man I'm just hanging out Cause I just wanna go Cause he's still looking at his phone Oh, come on, man Put that thing down Well, I'm a jumping in a wagon But he is still kind of lagging So I try a friendly bark But he can't see my eyes sagging Come on, man I'm your faithful, hungry friend I've only got one choice. Day by Brett Ryan Stewart and Rackley Gabriel from the album Rock and Roll Over. And we're here on Talking Animals speaking with uh, Nordy Cohen, the guy who kind of helped uh, put together and conceive the project. And if you're just joining us now, one of the things that's uh, cool about this, among many, is that if you download the music or otherwise want to hear it, they ask that uh, you support your local animal shelter. And it truly can be your closest one or the one that means the most to you because there's a great uh, sort of database of shelters across the country so you can earmark your contribution for that shelter and uh, everybody wins so if you'd like to uh, ask anything about the uh, the album uh, dog songs anything else uh, we're here with nordy at 813-239-9663 email dj at wmnf.org or text 813-433-0885 so nordy do you have a, a sense at this point because of gibbs i guess involvement of, of what kind of funds have been raised thus far yeah i think the number was in the thirty thousand dollar range at this point we started it really we launched it in july it was a crazy year to find a moment to launch anything like this yeah it just felt like there was something going on every week, and we, we I think we got we got fairly into July, beginning of July, when we finally found a little bit of a window where people weren't weren't talking about something else. So um, it's been going; it's still out there, and uh, it's you know it's around thirty thousand so far. That's really uh, great. That's where yeah. We're at. 
Is there any kind of weird geographical emphasis? Like, is there a certain part of the country where shelters there just seem to be getting more donations to them via uh, rock and roll over than others, or is it just pretty even? Or how does it how does it look so far? Well, we had certain shelters that that had you know sort of the manpower to kind of work with it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we did make some limited edition CDs, uh, which I know you got a copy of, and I can certainly make. I'll get some more to your listeners if anybody wants to get in touch with you. Um, I do have some a few of those left uh, that we made for DJs, but we took those CDs and we gave them to shelters around the country to send to their highest donors uh, and asked for a separate appeal uh, during the holiday season. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I didn't get a CD, but that sounds cool because that sounds like kind of a neat little uh, collector's item. Yeah, well, so. you'll yeah, email me your address and I'll send you some, and if your listeners want, would like one. You know, we made them uh, really for DJs, but we also made them uh, for the shelters. And so, you know, you asked which shelters. The uh, the Miami-Dade shelter uh, got very involved, uh, has done a, quite a bit, and had a lot of local news. That, uh, we had we had kind of the same thing in Philadelphia and San Diego and L.A. Uh, so there's different parts of the country that really just sort of had the manpower at the moment. And I think a lot of people were sort of, you know, finding it hard to get their work done. So certain shelters really sort of reacted uh, more quickly or or, uh, more aggressively with it. Sure, I got you. So also ordinarily when a a slew of musicians come together to create a project now like this with various artists contributing, not that there's too many albums like this, exactly, but it would not be uncommon for there to be one or more concerts highlighting new material, maybe even a mini tour. Obviously amidst the pandemic, that's not really practical scenarios for the most part, but have there been any live performances of rock and roll over songs or are there any in the works like streaming live from a shelter or from somewhere? Yeah, I would really love to do that. We haven't really found a way to do that. One of the things we thought about, particularly in Nashville, is in the Nashville shelter, by the way, was very involved. Um, and um, we were thinking that, uh, you know, potentially we could find a, there's a lot of spaces in Nashville that we could do a gig with and, and bring the, bring out the, the whole troop uh, for, for a charity event. Yeah. Uh, but again, everyone's just sort of waiting. So, you know, we're on to other projects, you know, with these guys, you know, with some of them. Uh, but it was, you know, they're, they're all available. And there's a lot of good talent there, that's for sure. Yeah. So when you say waiting, I mean, I know a lot of musicians are just saying, look, it's so limiting in some ways, or we just feel kind of compromised by having to play within the parameters of the pandemic. So I'm just going to wait before I play this show or tour behind this album or whatever until those parameters are lifted. Is that kind of what you mean here by when they say they're yeah, just trying to they're wait? Just, they're, just, they're just really stuck right now. You yeah. know, they, were, they were doing all kinds of odd jobs, which they may or may not be doing as much of, such as driving Uber. Yeah. Um, and then the, the bars in, on Broadway, which are really more the cover bars, which is not the, the group that we have in terms of the independent songwriter musicians. Yeah. Um, they're even if they're open, they're doing you know limited capacity, and those people in in, in that particular part of uh, Nashville play for tips, which is you know there's not as many people coming. So I think everybody in Nashville is really struggling. That's not already sort of a big name artist. Yeah, I gotcha. So I have a couple more questions before we reach the end of our time here, Nori. But one kind of goes back almost to the beginning because I sort of feel like we should find out a little bit more about the dog that you were on the walk with and singing to that in some ways kind of spurred this at the, at the outset. So tell me a little bit about the, your dog. I know I know it's Doc is the name, but what kind of dog? And give me a little bit of the Doc story. Yeah, no, Doc is a, is a Bernadoodle. He's about four years old, um, and... Uh, 
Actually, um, you know, I was told you a little bit about my wife was wondering why I was doing this project. Yeah. She was not a fan of getting another dog, and I've always had dogs. And so, uh, you know, we, we knew that we needed to get it. I knew we needed to get another dog. So, And I knew we didn't really have a doctor in the family. Um, my kids are in, in uh, either advertising or entertainment business. And so I told her we were getting a doctor, and, uh, and here he was, and, and I, I got him. And, and uh, you know, I asked, for, I asked for forgiveness versus permission, which if anyone's listening, I wouldn't recommend totally. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't quite work. I do have a dog. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's my responsibility to... Uh, hang with them, which is all good for me. Sure. Well, and also now among Doc's credits is it really can point to uh, rock and roll over is like, look, here's 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 what I've done, among other things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know if that gets you off the hook at all, but I'm just trying to help. Uh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So one other thing that's cool about this, too, is that, you know, an album of dog songs might not immediately strike some people as a form of philanthropy, although, as we've noted, an array of shelters across the country are benefiting in one way or another and, and really making, some, you know, getting some nice contributions, and hopefully there'll be many more to come through the holiday season and even beyond. But uh, but it clearly did strike some folks as a philanthropic effort in that you recently got an award uh, to, to show for, for the efforts of Rock and Roll Over. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, the Business Journal uh, here uh, uh, sort of noticed it as an innovation in philanthropy, um, and it, it stood out to them, and, and we just uh, received that award, I think, about a week ago, two weeks ago. I mean, I think that's great. Congratulations. I mean... Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. No, this is really cool. So that's the thing. This, uh, And again, I'm just going to read a few titles because I think we're going to get to at least, after you and I finish chatting, Nordy, we're going to get to at least one, maybe even more than one of the songs that are more breeze-specific, like, let's say, either He's a Poodle or Burner. So we've mentioned that there's a Dachshund-specific song and a couple of Retriever songs. There's Pitbull's Rock. There's I'm a Terrier. There's Little Lion. It's about Shisu, Blue Bama Brindle, I Chihuahua, I Am Your Beagle, The Shepherd. I mean, really, pretty much, we got a lot of them covered. I could, can't say we got them all covered, but we got darn near all of them covered. And then, again, some of the songs, including some we've heard, are just more general uh, tributes to just dogs. It's just cool, cool things to hang out with and have in your house, and especially uh, to help you get through the, uh, the pandemic, which seems to still be, fortunately, going strong in many places, well, including here. Yeah, you know, I think I think the one thing that I really wanted to do was bring a smile to people's faces, and I felt like, look, if we do nothing else, we could just make people smile this year. This is going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, and that's why when you hear some of these lyrics, I mean, obviously the whole idea of, you know, what Rockley was just singing about in terms of, the, the you know, the owner's looking at his phone and yeah. like to have a bone. You know, what would, I mean, just the raw creativity, of, you could just see them sitting down and writing that. For sure. Um, you know, in the Terrier song, Mark Robinson has this, he stops the song and he says, the mailman's come to kill us all. And he's got a dog barking there. And who hasn't seen that happen? Yeah. You know, the dog is just absolutely positively sure that the mailman wants something, you know, bad from them. So it's just like all those little moments, you know. Uh, are just sort of captured in the album and hopefully it will make you smile. Yeah, well that's the thing and I do want to say having done the show for well I guess we're in year 18 and and earlier in the the first several years more than more recently just because typically not today because we were trying to play more music of, of the album Typically, we have a second interview and stuff, so we don't play as many animal songs as we used to in the early days, but but the show was kind of 
characterized by a lot of animal songs, including a lot of dog songs. And good dog songs are actually hard to come by. I mean, there are ones that are very earnest and a bit syrupy, and but I mean, and sometimes loaded with cliches and whatever. So they're harder to do than it might seem. And that's another thing I was struck by this project is, and again, it makes sense in, in some ways, as you pointed out, that these are super accomplished, talented folks. But these are, there's a bunch of really great dog songs here, which is, is like a bunch of rarities, really, all strung together on one 17-track album. You know, the fun part is, is that, you know, each one of these guys sort of did it with their own sort of voice and style. And, you know, like when you get to Jamie Rubin's Beagle song. Yeah. And nobody really thinks about a Beagle as having an attitude, but he captured it. Yeah. And, and at one point, as this, this song cranks up this, this guitar lead and it says, I'm your Beagle, that dude is me. And it's like, if that doesn't make you smile, I don't know what can. You yeah. Know, it's, just, it's so much fun. No, that's the thing. I mean, it's really a great uh, confluence of, of people who are really talented musicians and songwriters who are big dog nuts, which is critical. And the way those two things merge and the and the product of that are, are these, these songs, these 17 songs. So anyways, Norty, well, thanks so much for joining us. One more time, the album is called Rock and Roll Over. The website is just for fun. But again, fur has two R's, justforfun.com. You can find out all about the stuff we've been talking about. You can see the track listing. You can see a, an initial list of, of shelters. But once again, really want to emphasize that you could just search for your shelter that you like to support, where you adopt your animals or are about to adopt your next animal from, and uh, and support that And by way of listening to music or downloading music or whatever you're going to do to, to hear rock and roll over. So, Nordy, thank you so much for coming up with this cool idea, and thanks so much for joining us today on Talking Animals. Thank you so much, and if any of your listeners want CDs, Duncan, just send me a note and I'll send them through. We might do that, or we might even hold off. We have a little bit of a one of those infamous fun drives that the public radio stations often do, so I might uh, do something uh, tied in with that with you and, and have two or three CDs that people could maybe pledge for that was, they could support the shelter, support WMNF, and get the great music as well. So we'll figure out something Thanks like so that. Thanks so much for having me. I would Thank really, really appreciate it. Thank you, and as we go out, we're going to hear... Now, a more specific breed song. I think we'll, we'll hear He's a Poodle. We mentioned that before by Jason Quicksall. So, Nordy, thanks so much. This has uh, been Nordy Colton. Rock and Roll Over is the album. Just for fun, two hours is the website. And this is uh, one of the songs from it called He's a Poodle by Jason Quicksall and uh, WMNF on Talking Animals.
He's a Poodle by Jason Quicksaw, again from the collection Rock and Roll Over. My thanks one more time to Nordy Cohen. I'm Duncan Strauss. You're listening to Talking Animals coming up at 11 on WNF. It's Rob Leroy with Radioactivity, followed at noon by Midpoint with NOLA. Then at 1 p.m., the music kicks back in with 360 Degrees of Soul, hosted by Harrison Nash, followed by Scott Elliott in the All Souls edition of It's the Music. Meanwhile, let's get into our comedy piece. We may hear one more from Rock and Roll Over if we have time. We'll hope we do. And uh, we're going to step into the comedy corner with a piece from the late, great Mitch Hedberg. Speaking of whom, I want to call attention to an excellent radio documentary on Hedberg, a singularly inventive comic called Hope on Top, currently airing on Sirius XM. I know, I know. But still, highly recommended. Really uh, just a great, it's uh, really like... Um, oral biography, oral history, and so well done. Some great comics participating. So right now, here is a uh, Hedberg piece called Smacky the Frog on Talking Animals on WMNF. They, uh, I was in Ireland. I got to drink absinthe in Ireland. and Absinthe is a liquor that they outlaw. It's supposed to make you trip hallucinogenically. So I got excited because I like to hallucinate. So I started drinking lots of shots of it. But really, it's just a liquor. So I was just getting... I wasn't even remotely tripping. But after 10 shots, I fell to the ground, and I was trying to force the trip. Why is the floor as low as I can go? But I was just faking it, you know? It wasn't from the heart trip. Force. Why is lemonade not aiding me? <laughs> acid was my favorite drug because acid don't butter up my mind because of acid I now know that butter is way better than margarine I saw through the bull <laughs> when I was on acid I would see things like beams of light and I'd hear sounds that sounded an awful lot like car horns <laughs> when we were on acid we were going to the woods because when you're the woods tripping there's less likely a chance you run into an authority figure we ran into a bear. That was even more of a buzz kill. My friend Dwayne was standing there raising his right hand, swearing to help prevent forest fires. We got away from the bear, put his arm around my shoulder. He said, Mitchell, Smokey is way more intense in person. He's an asshole. I went to England to tell jokes. I wanted to do Smokey the Bear joke in England. So I had to ask the English if they know who Smokey the Bear was, but they don't. Because in England, Smokey the Bear is not the forest fire prevention representative. They have Smacky the Frog. It's just like a bear, but it's a frog. I think that's a better system. I think we should adopt it. Because bears can be mean. But frogs are always cool. Like, never has there been a frog hopping toward me. And I thought, man, I better play dead. 
here comes that frog. I never said, here comes that frog in a nervous manner. It's always like optimistic. Hey, here comes that frog. All right. Maybe he will settle near me and I can pet him and put him in a manager's jar with a stick and a leaf to recreate what he's used to. I certainly have to punch some holes in the lid because he's damn sure used to air. <laughs> then I can observe him. And he won't be doing much in his 16-ounce world. That was Mitch Hedberg. And today's Comedy Corner was Smacky the Frog from his pioneering comedy album, Strategic Grill Locations. I'm Duncan Strauss for listening to Talking Animals. Coming up at 11 on WNF, it's Rob Lorai with radioactivity and uh, the music kicks in after Nola takes us through midpoint as we discussed before. Meanwhile, in this show is the moment is the prize for Name That Animal Tune. I'll be offering a trinket from the Talking Animals Vault. So that could mean a book, a CD, something else cool that we've uh, got stored in there under uh, high security. The first person who calls 813-239-9663 and correctly identifies this animal song. It's named that animal tune on Talking Animals on WMNF. And, of course, very much in keeping with our uh, theme of rock and roll over and Nashville musicians. In this case, one that probably has even a little bit higher profile than some of those that we were talking about earlier with Naughty Cohen. You could probably name the artist if you're much of a WNF listener. But we have just about reached the end of today's edition of Talking Animals on WNF Tampa. We'll be back next Wednesday with another edition of the show. I invite you to visit TalkingAnimals.net for audio archives of every show we've ever broadcast. Apple Podcasts are available there, too, as well as other podcast platforms. Also, links to all our social media. That's all at TalkingAnimals.net. I'm Duncan Strauss. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good week. Be kind to animals. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Stay tuned for Rob Loray after NPR News headlines. And we're going to try to squeeze in at least most of one more song from Rock and Roll Over. This is Burner from Steve McWilliams, one of the original kind of uh, conceivers of the project, along with Nori Cohen here. So this is Burner, Steve McWilliams. This is Talking Animals on WMNF Tampa. See you next week. All right, here's Burner.